The Oracle Network. Look deeper. This podcast contains some strong language that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. guys this is all things anime we're back with our second episode with our special guest host michael zikas how is everybody is that for the audience or us i mean i guess us they can't answer that's for you guys doing good had a couple days off michael how you doing bud doing real well just enjoying life and uh very hyped up on caffeine right now got the espresso (laughs) machine that has been uh yeah, it's like putting an IV into my veins of caffeine. Just <laughs> hook me up to that coffee machine and send me. Oh, so good. <laughs> send me where? <laughs> send me on a trip, a caffeine-infused trip. Send me to an oh, isekai God. that's getting dubbed in the next season. Exactly. <laughs> no, but then you'll get hit by a truck or something. Oh, no. Hey, you know what I mean. They ch- they change the lead into each isekai every, every year, so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so in the first episode, we just had a pretty cool, calm chat with you about pretty much history of anime and just all of us connecting on how we love the medium and, and how video games relate because you're a video game voice actor as well as an anime voice actor. Um And on this one, we wanted to touch more on your history and how you got into this career. Yes. Yeah, last episode, we just kind of like, it was more shooting the shit, if you know what I mean. Like, just kind of seeing... Getting to know you. Yeah, getting to know each other and things (laughs) like that. So, I think if we kind of want to focus more on the voice acting aspect in anime and kind of your experience with it and just kind of have some of our questions and some questions that I'm sure other people have. Uh, with voice acting in the industry and things like that. Yeah, I'm always happy to talk about it. It's 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 a wild adventure, and um, it's kind of that thing of growing up with anime and then the opportunity to get to work in it. So let's rock. <laughs> All right. So what I'll say first, um, how I want to word this I think that a lot of people will watch an anime or a cartoon and they'll either not think about the voices and think like, oh, there's people really doing that or they'll really take Mm -hmm. care and and appreciate it, but they'll think that they can do it themselves. (laughs) And it really like you have to have a specific voice or you have to be able to do like it's a talent. Yeah, it's a talent. And what. At what point in your life would you say was the first time in your head it clicked like, hey, this is awesome. I love anime. I would love to do voice acting for this. I can tell you the exact time. It was Anime USA 2010 
Saturday night when a friend had grabbed me by my arm and dragged me to my first ever open audition. Oh, man. I always enjoyed acting. And it was the sort of thing that I did it for fun because I'd been told for years, eh, you know, just do do something fun as a hobby and do something practical for a career. I had graduated from college about a year before that, and it was the sort of thing that I, I kind of realized, unfortunately, one, I didn't know what I was doing with a career with where I wanted to go originally, and two, every job I was looking at was unpaid anyway, which it's the sort of thing where you go, okay, so my career, what I paid for college, they want me to work for free. Great. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and I I learned the hard way. I was such a bad fit where I originally wanted to go and just my heart wasn't into it, anything like that. Lesson learned a little late. But when I had gone into, I used to go to conventions for fun and did high school musicals and then did some work through college, singing, theater workshops. And it was an opportunity where finally everything clicked together going, hey, wait. Where's my heart been? Oh, right. Animation, video games, educational materials, all of these things go back to the things that actually inspired me that I want to work in. And so it took me a while to finally convince myself, make a jump, because it's scary to go into a creative career. There is no clear oh, path sure. on how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, even like that, where I go, oh, Actors make it look very effortless. The first time when you're in front of the mic, no matter how much you prepared, it takes a moment to, to <laughs> figure out what you're doing. And a few years went by, and I finally found a coach that I wanted to start doing some workshops with, and then slowly started developing up the opportunities to uh, be able to work on my acting and redirect my career and even learn how to run a business so that I could figure out how do you audition and connect with clients to get those jobs and to be able to build a profile so that people are, th they'll see you as an actor and someone that they could hire to handle this. And it, it's, it's a really interesting thing with with acting because there is a degree of talent but there's a lot of development that goes into it and it, it is a thing that with mindset and training you're able to grow that and get it in a place where it's marketable and then directors will look and as you connect with them and show that you're hopefully a pleasant person to work with over time they go yeah, you know what? Bring them in. Let's let's try it out and let's let's read for something. Yeah. So, like, do you have like an agent, or do you do your own kind of work and send out like uh, recordings and promos to these directors and these companies? Mm -hmm. yeah, kind of. It kind of sounds like you you just kind of developed yourself as your own agent first because you kind of had to like represent yourself to get yourself into the industry. Yes, and that is what most actors will typically have to do. It's very rare. Now, that's a whole nother degree of the business unto itself where you're getting an agent. I am self-represented, and it's actually been my goal within this next year to 
score an agent. And there's a lot of factors that go into what market market you work in, what your specific type of voiceover is. Even for character work, there a lot of it is accessible without an agent to a certain level. And then when you start looking at, say, the L.A. market or you're looking at larger scale productions, then there's a point at which agents will have exclusive access to things. So, but in many cases, although there is a good market for character work in anime, Mm -hmm. oftentimes one will need to have a commercial background to be able to obtain an agent. Yeah. So while I am self-represented, it is Mm -hmm. something I'm looking at as a next step for expanding Expanding just my performance range and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Pushing your brand. Thank you. In a way. Yes. <laughs> now, did you always have like a, a unique voice or did you develop an accent as you got older or, or what happened? So that's that's something. I, it, it's. I'm trying to think how best to describe it because it's something well, I actually think. Oh, you were going like, to say yes? you said you're from New Jersey, right? Yes. So, like, I would think you would have the like, hey, you know, the the New York accent and all that kind of stuff. So Park I'll tell you the funny thing. What's that? Park the car in the Harvard Yard. Okay. I'll tell you <laughs> the funny thing that I'm, I'm at, so I'm from New Jersey, but I'm from South Jersey. So if I got anything, it's a Philly accent where you drink oh, your water no. and then you have a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm I'm from the land of the Eagles and uh, the Phillies, oh, no. and of course, if where the sports teams, if you don't cheer for them, they'll throw ice balls at you like they did to Santa Claus back in the 1980s. So, <laughs> I, yeah, South Jersey Philly hospitality is infamous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was I, I say that lovingly from the land of Wawas and uh, uh, rude Wawas. gestures if you drive too slowly in the left lane. Honestly, it access seems to a Wawa. I've heard oh, only Wawa. good things about Wawa. Oh, they're 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 legendary. It's one of the most satisfying. There there are two things that are wonderful in the Mid Atlantic region, which is what your convenience store choice is. In my case, Wawa, and um, good delis where you will never get a bad sandwich. True. Mm. So speech is interesting because I. There are some. I've had a few casting directors where there might be something Jersey-ish that shows up. I I try to have a fairly neutral accent early on, and if there is one, it tends to kind of fall into what is a general American one. Like I'll I'll hear some yeah. things here in Texas that even are similar to what is kind of my natural accent, like not punctuating my T's. Uh, that I live ninety miles from Atlantic City, not Atlantic City. But um, speech was always interesting. I actually started out with a lisp when I was really younger. I had to go to speech therapy to remediate that. And when I was about 12, 13, 12 or 13 and dealing with all the uh, difficulty of adolescent changes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also just neck deep into anime at that point. And a lot of my speech patterns, I even was watching and was inspired by voice actors that, as I'm trying to deal with, I didn't like how my voice was changing. Because, I mean, when you're becoming an adult, there's things that don't necessarily feel comfortable that 
I was listening into a lot of performers and even emulating what they were doing and as I and how I wanted to sound. It's kind of funny that you say that because I was so I was born in Germany. And when I first came here, Mm -hmm. uh, just the way people talked was really different. It was really odd for me. And there was things that people would say and I didn't quite like get it because it was either in an accent or it was just really weird. Yeah. And I would say words wrong and it would like I for the longest time I couldn't say squirrel. Like I just couldn't do it. And hmm. I was so like into anime and different TV shows and I would I would actively listen like you said I would actively listen to how they talked because it was all in English and yeah. I would try to do that just to kind of have and I would sit there and just like talk like them or in a way do that to kind of pick up those mannerisms because that's the stuff that I'm hearing like all around me. So I like wanted to fit in in a way. So it's kind of funny that you did the same thing um, in that sense. And I'll say there was also a funny flip side to it as well, because as I went into college, one of the things was I, I, I my major was in international affairs. I wanted to go into government and change the world and all that fun wow, jazz. What a what a swap. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I didn't quite catch the hint that, uh, especially as I lived in Washington, D.C., where people will literally stare at you on the street for looking different, that a long red-haired dude doesn't quite fit into the government uh, <laughs> aesthetic, if you will. Um, excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. It is a swamp and I'm draining it. Okay. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I, I take your calls. We, I understand. Thank you so much. So a long headed the guy. Like funniest me. voices, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard, uh, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Zach Hadel's impression of uh, 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 Zach Hadel, uh, Psychic Pebbles. I um, have not oh, his, um, his, I, I his impression of Trump is spot on. It's so great. great. So great. <laughs> it, it, it's it's great and he always does like these hand gestures oh the hand oh, yeah. gestures get me anyway <laughs> yeah and that's that's i was gonna say that's even just kind of a mid-atlantic thing where you're theatrical and talk with your hands and that that is something that while i don't feel i had so much of an affected speech pattern like my parents my my parents i can notice the accent of where they grew up yeah with me it was much more neutral it's still happy it there are still things that'll pop out but I, I made a point like i didn't want to drink water in south jersey like most people did water and um oh what, what the heck was i saying with that uh so in college i was also studying japanese at the time because i wanted to learn the language yeah i've always enjoyed languages but then here's the problem Back then, I used to watch a lot of anime that was subbed so I could hear and listen to the Japanese. And my professors were starting to say, uh, Maikuru-san, uh, uh, your speech, it's a little anime. And I went, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hit, him with that, hit him with that. <laughs> Yeah, basically, it, it, it was that thing of for all the time that I ended up talking in this anime style, suddenly it comes back to bite me in the butt because they go, dude, you need to make it sound like an actual Japanese person, not like what you're hearing on the Japanese anime cartoons. 
So um, it was an interesting adjustment of, oh, listening to what are irregular speech patterns and never anything to the degree like adding te bayo, like a Naruto speech pattern to the end of my stuff. But mm-hmm. even things that to speak uh, in things that are hard to translate, like um, the way in which you might have a certain phrase that is used emphatically in Japanese, but you want to reserve it for very specific things. Cause if it becomes a speech quirk at that mm-hmm. point, it sounds like an anime character. Oh, like mm-hmm. a quirk in speech. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like yeah, it's like, a pattern in the voice or something that you yeah. hear a lot. Or you might have something like uh, Chichiri from Fushigi Yugi once upon a lifetime ago, uh, who would add no da or nanoda to the end of everything, which is emphatically, uh, it's a way of emphasizing everything, but it's usually only used sparingly uh, as opposed to every sentence where it becomes the character That's work. That's interesting. Well, yeah, isn't like Naruto's Tobio, like, isn't that a, a tick almost? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it should stop at that, but ends up as that Tobio, where which is unusual. And is that like something that the voice actor would be coming up with or the script writer of the show? Generally, the script writer. So and especially here now, the Japanese script writing, as far as I understand it, the script writing is all done and then it's handed to the voice actors as they're also doing the dubbing. All the animations done before they bring any of the voice actors in. But especially in the United States where they're trying to match flaps. And everything is timed so that unlike classic speed racer, where you might have, you might have, Oh to my figure, God, I love that. Yeah. You have to figure <laughs> out expressions or things to match with the animation. They're trying to make it as smooth as possible. So um, it's very rare that an anime actor will get the ability to kind of toss in their own thing, as opposed to say the script writer who's come up with it to make it fit for them. Mm-hmm. So that actually kind of ties into a question I had. Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference when doing voice work uh, from something that's originally from another language compared to something that is originally written in English and they hand you the script? One of the biggest things tends to be the pacing. And you'll hear a saying in anime, ignore the punctuation. Because you'll see the flaps and you'll have a cue and you might have a number of commas or you might have a number of periods, but you need to make it match so that it matches with the flaps and that you can get your statement in so that by the time you get to the end of your cue, hopefully you've gotten in all the words that you need. There's your period. You might have had five other periods in there, but you just need to get it going because it needs to match. It needs to match the visual. They can so the punctuation is based on the animation. I'm sorry. So the punctuation is based on the animation, not on the actual script. Yes. Hmm. And when you see a script, you'll generally see at least a start time. There'll be a specific frame where it starts. Um, If your character might have their, you might see a note going mouth not seen where you might have a little more liberty that you don't have to match flaps because their mouth is obscured for whatever reason. And it, depending on the script and what company, they, some will provide the end time code so you can guesstimate about how long it takes. But that's that's not always a guarantee. And you might just be looking at the script going, it ends somewhere before this next cue. You'll see the animation at least one, at least that cue, and then dub it. 
aside from one studio in which you get your time code, you get your script, um, and the way they do it is what's called the chase method, where they'll record and you catch as many cues one right after the other until you eventually flub or they need to stop. Huh. But usually be one at a time. Here's where you come in. You might have a notice when you're done. Hmm. I assume this is all a quirk of translating from Japanese because Japanese, in, at least in my experience, is a very efficient yeah. language where you can say a lot with very few syllables, whereas English isn't as efficient. American English isn't efficient. No, Aussie English <laughs> is a little different. <laughs> if, the word, if the word can be shortened, it will be shortened. It is yeah. that simple. <laughs> it's And it is... Uh, part of it is the amount of time that you have to express a thought and even just that there might be manners of speech that might not work. Like, let's let's take the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure classic, Yara Yara Daze. Yara Yara Daze. It can't be helped. And it's it's a thing that you got to figure out how to make it work because it's just it's a, an expression that doesn't really have an equivalent. Yeah. I love those. They're all over Japanese, too. It's like how it's one word in Japanese, but it takes like three sentences to describe the essence of what that word means in English. Oh, oh, I love yeah. it. Um, you might have the phrase multi to be being wasteful. And mm. how, how do you express that abstract ish kind of concept? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and especially if you're getting into weird Japanese wordplay where there might be a pun of some things like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a classic tale. So Kaguya, Kaguya Hime has been made into an anime, I believe, recently. But you might have, say, the Issei Monogatari, the classic tales of Issei, which you might have a pun, which was actual Japanese classic literature pun, the Nisei Monogatari, the fake tales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to figure out how can you convey this without... People understanding Issei, Nisei. Issei, fake. It's it's interesting how certain things will like cross cultures, but other things are specifically like almost like culture or society bound. Kind of mm. like uh I know there's one thing that somebody said uh sarcasm is something that's not really picked up in Japan. So it's like something that you can't work in yes. in like like animation or something like that. Like it's mm -hmm. not a common thing. Yeah, and even uh, there might be a way that, let's say, if I were to affirm something and go, oh, yes, 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 I get it. Uh, that would be considered so extremely rude in Japanese to go, hi, hi, yeah. That's, it's like saying, yeah, I get it. Oops. With that, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. And we are now back from our commercial break, and we'll continue on with the podcast. On on that note, are, I've I've heard this in a couple different uh, from a couple different people. Are mm -hmm. and since I have the doctor here and I have you, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. So I've heard that Japanese people are non-confrontational, like in most cases. Yes. And so 
in most speech, they won't even tell somebody like no. Like they oh, won't yeah. use the word no. Like it'll Using say a like direct something no else. Is, it's like, it has very to be indirect. Rare. Like yeah. beating around the bush because they're too like non-confrontational. So that's true. Yeah. That is so yes. weird. It's like saying like yeah is a very like well, yeah, I think yeah. you can really only use that when you're trying to like when it's something factual and has nothing to do with your opinion or your desire to do something. Mm-hmm. Where it's like today is Monday, like yeah, like something like that. And even even in that instance, it might sound off to say it like that because at that point, it's it almost sounds like you're calling them stupid. I can't <laughs> think of a good instance of it now. Uh- I, I was thinking of the expression where usually my professors would teach, yeah, chigaimasu. No, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, what, I remember that. Like, you have to say, like, it's different, as in, mm-hmm. it's not yes, it's different, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> that very, is so interesting. Yeah, there's so much politeness in the language, mm. and even ways in which things that would have been polite years ago have morphed into insults like, hey, my, the one who stands before me. You, mm-hmm. or other less uh, polite. <laughs> I've heard uh, that in JoJo's. <laughs> I blame JoJo's. <laughs> oh yes. Well, then you'll listen to samurai era anime, and you'll hear your older style speech patterns, like Rurouni Kenshin's Gozaimasu years ago, which uh, Gozaimasu being just lost polite speech that is signature to the era, but really yeah. has. Almost, it has so little significance aside from some, a, a few classic phrases that still use it. Do you ever it, hear like a? Sorry about that. Do you ever yeah, have no like a um like a script? You know how like you have English and then you have like old Shakespearean English. So like, have mm-hmm. you ever read a script like from like an older uh, anime or something, and it's like in a completely different like vernacular, and now you have to like. It almost feels like a, a Japanese version of like Shakespearean English. So like that's like from a different era. Not in anime. There, I did have college studies which had the equivalent of Ugh. that called bungo, oh, and no. it it is a fascinating thing. And even some modern title, you'll still see little aspects of that that'll pop in, like the video mm-hmm. game Subarashiki Kono Sekai. This wonderful world, the uh, world ends with you. Instead of mm-hmm. Kono Subarashi Sekai, it's a very archaic way of Subarashiki Sekai, uh, wonderful world, it, it, using old style Japanese. So small to changes into. Okay. And there are larger ones, but that's, that's just one that immediately yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of. <laughs> It's that's a rabbit hole that we could probably yeah, spend a yeah, whole Japanese is, is something just out of this world. Like when you're dropping into four alphabets, you lose me. Like we don't even say McDonald's in Australia; we say Macca's, and that is labeled on the side. We don't even oh have God. that. Like I said, if it will, if it can be shortened, it will be shortened. We don't even say mm-hmm. the full name. We don't say Australia. We say Straya or Oz. It doesn't matter. You want to talk about like a word that's hard to say in Japanese? McDonald's is one of them. Exactly. (laughs) It's oh my god, my class spent an entire day on that and the past tense of warm, um, Mm. which is atata takata or something like that. It's like oh my I don't I don't even want to get into it because we spent so much time on it, but there are some words that it's like this should be simple, but just the way Japanese is structured 
is going to make it very, very difficult for someone who's not a native speaker and probably even some native speakers. Yeah, it, it becomes a, a tongue twister like that. And I know even going back to how there, while there won't be something, not that I've seen that's had the level of translate this from classical Japanese to modern, but there might be a note for something that is a historic reference. A lot of the stuff that I've worked on in particular has been very significantly fantasy-based. Gotcha. Uh, but there might even be a production note where, say, one, say, Fire Force in particular, the main character is Shinra. And so whenever his name is pronounced, the director specifically wants a flipped R on Ra as opposed to Shinra. Mm-hmm. So that's my boy. What's that? <laughs> that's my boy, Shinra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so th- that, that'll be what they'll do in localization to go, here's how this is the artistic intent we want to have it. And I, I know something even like Golden Kamui, I would have been fascinated to have seen what they did with that since it drew upon a lot of stuff of Meiji era, I believe Meiji era Japan and a lot of northern yeah. Japanese and Ainu culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got a couple or another question. Um, I wrote my Same. questions down. So wow, that's um, the doctor for you. Going the extra mile for the A plus. <laughs> it's probably all scribbles though, because he's the doctor. <laughs> it's the equivalent of scribbles. It's typed in on Notepad, and not a single word oh, is typed beautiful. correctly. And it's just one run-on sentence. Um, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so. Okay, yeah, here's one. Um, we t- we kind of talked about like how you got into voice acting. Mm-hmm. Now that you've been in voice acting, what are what is your favorite thing about this um, career path and your least favorite thing? My favorite thing is when it leads to the paycheck. Um, yeah, that's usually why people do jobs. <laughs> that's why I work. I like money. <laughs> yes, money makes the world go round. But okay, so not being flippant, the the thing that I, uh, I I am for better and worse, I am an artist, and it's the sort of thing of to well, get awesome, to perform, to get to jump. It it is, but it is also it. The the difficulty of an artistic profession is where you go, there is no set way to do it. It's not you go into a (laughs) job, you do it for 30 years, you get your golden watch and your pension, which drove my parents nuts. But it's (laughs) you constantly try new things and find new roles. And one of the things that's most fun is seeing new projects come up and where there might be you might work with a director who goes now i got something completely crazy for you okay my body my body is ready let's go (laughs) my body is um, ready i was gonna say like just living that artist's life like you're doing what you enjoy you're doing what you love so there's never really like a day where it feels like you're working working you know what i mean well and that then goes into the least favorite part is that because one auditions can be difficult because you're you always have to put a uh, now anime is an unusual field that in many cases there's direct casting but not necessarily so you'll see both sides of the thing some companies will offer more auditions than others it's it's a very complicated thing of the industry but you always you need to reach out you need to 
essentially maintain a public brand because your visibility is something that does lead to uh, it, it it facilitates your casting and well, it's like essentially you're interviewing all the time yes and even the the most difficult thing is the uns- it, the best thing is some of the uncertainty the worst thing is the uncertainty it is mm. It, it, this business can turn one into an anxious mess because you're trying to figure out what's my next move. Do I need to plan to do something on a certain day? Uh, staying consistent, even self-directing. If you might be working on a project, generally this doesn't apply to anime, but something where you don't have a director, but you need to be self-motivated to get it done. Yeah, I was about to say, so self-motivation just has to be a huge factor in this. Yeah, yeah, and, it sounds yeah. like autopilot really isn't an option. Like I, I autopilot most weeks, um, but it sounds like you have to be very, very, very proactive with pretty much every aspect of your career. Yeah, and and there will be there there are some opportunities where it it is a luxury to go. Okay, I can excuse me, step in and do something that is I I know exactly what we're gonna do. I know mm-hmm. exactly what to give you, but it it's something even like working out it's good to have an accountability yeah. buddy i have i have some very close friends in this business where we'll talk to each other we'll uh be able to bring each other's spirits up and uh, having a good support network so that you have the strength to work on your next step because if you do lose your pacing if you fall into a dark place you you might not work especially with anime there it might just be your luck that you're not in for a few months and Mm. you don't know what the next step will be but hopefully you're in touch with someone friend um any kind of professional help if it ends up in something like that where their family where there'll be a supportive network to stay in that good place and keep Mm -hmm. creative and that that's probably the one of the hardest challenges where you go yes to keep enjoying what you're doing and to not get stressed by it's been a long time uh, even yeah. quarantine life i was going to say covid couldn't make that any better <laughs> yeah it it's uh, the last few months in particular have been such a roller coaster of emotions and there have been times where business was some of the best it's ever been in my career and i was very mm-hmm. happy for it and some other weeks where you pause and go what oh, day man. is it <laughs> so getting a just getting a positive check to have your baseline and work on improving yourself and your career and not losing your footing it it is so so vital mm. um and even oh, one wow. of the other issues is sometimes you might not be able to talk about something for months on end. Uh, <laughs> when I recorded the for the One Piece movie, it it was I think a good two months after we recorded that that it finally came out. And I didn't even realize as I was in for doing Walla and extra work, I, I didn't hear that it was in theaters until boom, it's, hey, it's in, it. it's out, it's done. So there might be some times you're going. Ah, I'd love to say something, but non-disclosure yeah. agreements. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you especially in anime and video games. Oh yeah, don't but, talk about yeah. it until you're cleared. 
and what about um, like telling your cat or dog is that okay they might be listening (laughs) (laughs) suddenly your dog is like the dog from silent hill just they get into their command center transmitting by way of vladimir putin to toei animation that you announced that they were in dragon ball super going oh no vlad does not play (laughs) double agent (laughs) but I, seriously, it's it's like you need to you need to appease your pet with belly rubs so that they will always uh, or I guess ear scratches in the case that that's more universal. Some cats don't like belly rubs. Dogs. Yeah, my cat bites but, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you know, they're going to spoil your NDA, True. whatever it is. So now, yeah. why do you remember? Do you <laughs> find yourself because they're they're. From what I've seen in like interviews on on YouTube and TV with anime extras and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of the voice actors or some voice actors, like the voice actor of Mario, Charles Martinet. Yes. He's just like the wackiest guy and he'll just like burst into Mario mid sentence talking to somebody. <laughs> Do you have that type of personality? Like where you'll just like take on your character and just start talking in a different accent all the time to like family and friends. And they're just like, Oh my God, here he goes again. Or come right in my country. We do it. For <laughs> the Let's go. <laughs> we go to glory. But, um, yes, I, I, it, it's, my parents hated when I would do it as a kid. Cause I'd like, I'd, I'd like to play around just in a certain range. And, I'm not going to lie. I, I have fun playing a little bit showy. Yes, I, I kind of know that that's a thing, but it, it it is fun to play and switch into a character. I know some of them aren't allowed to do it as much as others that Charles Martinet is a lot more leeway yeah. than some actors where they are. I, I know some actors where they are contractually bound. They cannot do their signature catchphrases in public. That's a little weird really that's interesting yeah that's 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 amazing yeah it it it, it, it's a lot of the big markets i won't say what project it is because i don't want to accidentally out them but it is it is a large it it is a large well it's a large anime that you cannot perform as your character unless it is officially sanctioned that's a good point because i've seen a lot of videos where they're at a con and someone comes up to them and they're recording them and and like the Naruto voice actor would be like, can you say like my body's ready Kakashi sensei and she's like, what the hell? Like, and, and you can tell she's uncomfortable. Like she does. First of all, she doesn't want to be put on the spot yeah. to do that kind of thing. And, and maybe some people are different, but mm-hmm. they almost act like they can't do it, which I didn't know that some people are, you know, not able to do that. So that's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, especially a lot of the the top yeah, productions because, yeah, the, money, the money, licensing money. that they get into is not even so much that, but it's just it's extremely strict with what the Japanese with what the Japanese licensor oh. will permit. In many cases, even if there might be some funny bloopers, some companies will not allow those to be shown. You think it could do with like some sort of like face of like a character like in that in that like when they're taking on that voice like they are that character and so that's kind of like the face of that whatever that is so if they do something that's you know if they were to do some sort of slur or something like that and they caught that on camera and they linked it with that you know what i mean 
that yes. could be responsible. I'm oh, sure, I'm sure it's Dragon Ball cast. Yeah, hundred percent. Imagine exactly. Goku just said, cast you know, a bunch of- "Fuck you!" you and then you're like, "Well, uh, I'm not going to see that new yeah. Dragon Ball movie." Well, they have them on hot mic saying a bunch of terrible things. <laughs> and it, it gets into a thing is that that should never with with how a lot of productions are done, things like that should not make yeah. it out of studio. And it is it, it's a difficult issue because yeah, all actors and creators like to play around and you need to have fun with the source material because otherwise it, it will yeah. become work. I I I I can't comment on what happened with that just because it's I don't know enough aside from oh I don't know I wasn't yeah. trying oh, yeah, to get no, no. a comment on it I just was saying like, <laughs> yeah. it was just it was weird That's hearing exactly. Goku the, cussing the bloopers, and, and the <laughs> saying bloopers are some of the best parts the old Berserk movie when he's like my love for you is like a truck Berserker yes. do you want to making fuck Berserker. and and here's here's the the thing about that and how licensing will work there's been some non-anime projects i've worked on where the bloopers actually then changed how the production went because it gave the creator an idea something new to do or it was some non sequitur that they said i love this but they ultimately can veto what they like and don't like versus the company that goes, we don't want to be seen in this light. That, so sorry, I was gonna say yeah. this actually reminded me just talking <laughs> about this. Um, there's an anime, and I I swear I think it's the official thing, and I just want to know. It's let me let me see. I believe it's Ghost Stories. Yeah, oh, yes. the one that is it's horribly, 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 horribly so, uh, translated. So funny. Like if you ever watch, I don't know if you've seen it, Michael. Yeah. I while I've not personally, I do know a few people who okay. are on the cast, and it's 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 from it's it's an anime from okay. a different age. Back before, back when licensing, of course, there as we were talking last episode, there wasn't as much communication back and forth. And the story, as I believe it went, they never got the official. Oh, really? Script. That's what I've heard too. Is like they kind of had to like basically bullshit their way through it. I, I as gotta much say as that is like by far like one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Just because I gotta of it. watch like, it. I've been thinking about that. The, I don't know. Just mm. even if it was all improv because they didn't have like it was it hilarious. I absolutely love that. If you've never seen it, anyone that's listening, Ghost Stories. It's from I believe two thousand. Hilarious because it's it's the English dub for it is just so crude. And just so just just random. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the one of the girls is like, well, that's because you're adopted into her like her little brother. And he just goes. <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> just weird. It's so quirky. It's so funny. I just I just never seen anything like it. And I, I I thought like something, you know, along those lines would be just weird. Well, yeah. with your half mile stuff, do you get a script or is that uh like uh you know the word i can't think of the word uh improv improv yeah it depends on what it is so if we're that interesting material if we're talking something like one of the official series my inner demons that is released with a script that is for all intents and purposes prelay animation uh we provide the voiceover everything is animated to the voiceover 
there might be a little creativity where some of the actors might throw in a little something extra that's not in the script and they'll they'll usually provide multiple takes so that their audio eng- their audio engineers will decide whether or not they might like that and so you might have some things that'll inform the character when it comes to uh, some of the more recent releases that I've done with her daily videos those while there might be something that she'd like us to hit of course a little secret of how the production's done but this is this is fair enough to discuss um there might be some things that we will hit in the script but generally most of it is fairly unscripted and so there's a lot of it is it isn't it's an improv game it's all having fun much of it's off the cuff and if something doesn't work then usually it'll be edited cut out uh, modified yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun honestly but uh, yeah that yeah it and improv is one of the best things to do for any kind of acting because the more you can think on your feet the more you, you can you just too. get like, something impulsive. if you have like a very memorable performance like you're the one that did that you know what i mean it's not like it was given to you by someone yeah and generally the script will inform what you're Mm -hmm. doing typically but you you might give it that just like that you might give it something a little bit extra where it's just yeah it it, that that performance you don't want yeah and you don't want to be acting for yourself you are in the art uh, uh, what is it love the art in yourself not yourself Mm -hmm. in the art but it is fun when you know those little things come and you just go yep that's just it's that's the that's the cherry on top of it well and i have to ask this because like i try to always picture what it would be like if if i was to go to my parents and be like and i don't know what age you started at what age you said like 2010 uh officially i 2013 is when i really went into it but 2010 was when i got the first idea of what I wanted to do. And then so you I, were a bit older at that point. Like you already had, you know, become an adult and, and kind of set your goals and stuff. Right. Well, at that point it was being an adult and figuring what I wanted to do. Yeah. As, when I grew up after I'd grown up, but it, it, how did the, your parents take it? So is this something that's going to bring benefits? Oh, is this something that's going to bring job security? <laughs> Is this something that um, you're going to work 40 hours a week? And it's it was a challenge because those questions, my pet. Well, and and the answer is (laughs) no, (laughs) it's it's a hard no. Well, and then like you don't want to disappoint them either. And it's like, but as an adult, you have to make your own decisions. So it's like when you make made that big jump. Were you and, confident? Were you nervous? Well, I, I I was nervous and also extremely stubborn. My and my and my parents, I I love them because they have been very supportive. Now a, a lot of butt kicking. So in difficult times where it's just, are you sure this is the right direction? Maybe you mm-hmm. need something more secure. Which is this phrase that. I, I love my parents, but it's something that just sends a violent, visceral reaction <laughs> through my body to go, yes, I understand more secure. 
And when I worked in another industry that was 40 hours a week, I said I was making bad money and I wasn't enjoying what I was doing and I had no job prospects anyway. And I was resentful that I was putting a lot of work into it, not getting anywhere. But that's another story. Um, I'm the exact same way with my parents. Like my dad just lectures me constantly. And, And it's not like he doesn't mean it in the wrong way. They just want what's best. But at the same time, it's like, I'm aware of what I'm doing at this point. Mm -hmm. If I want to take that jump, I'm going to take that risk. Which it sounds like that's what you did is you just kind of, you know, you heard what you, you wanted to give them a chance to give their opinion and their thoughts on on this, but you kind of had your mind set. Am I right? Yes. And it, it, it was a sort of thing that even through the year, my formative years, uh, when I was really trying to, when I was just running into brick walls, trying to figure out what is the best way you want to approach it. Cause anyone who says it's easy to go into acting. No, I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you, you might've had a clear path, but it, it is, there's such a mindset change, especially because the biggest thing is being entrepreneurial and whether you're an artist, an actor, a composer, whatever it might be, someone who's making physical craft, you, you need when you're learning how to do it, especially if you don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So my parents, they had they had steady careers, whether in my father's case, literally two jobs through his entire working career or in my mother's case, a few more than that. But they it was always a check of are you is this something where you're spending money on trying to get farther, like going to New York yeah. for casting calls? And part of it was even the bizarre chance of circumstances that I'll, I'll be real. I ended up falling into the deep end of voiceover because my, one of my last, my last nine to five was a job in which I, my entire department was just gotten rid of in another yeah. career. And so circa 2015, uh, of course kicked out funny enough, right before Independence Day. And at that point, going through trying to find another job. Now, the market at the time on the East Coast was awful. Mm -hmm. And while my parents were, of course, going, are you really sure you want to build up acting? I'm not going to lie. I even my dedication. Here's here's the thing about mindset. Um. With what I did, there were many times where I let an opportunity slip by because I said I need to be devoted to what's paying my bills, which was yeah. my day job. Yeah. And I passed up a few auditions that my career could have gone in a different direction, major networks and things like that. Because I said I need to be there. That's my duty. Um, That's interesting. And it, it's it's a personal it is a personal challenge for what's one's value and being you want to be dedicated you want to care about the things that you want to do i i don't never wanting to fall into a place of feeling like something is cutthroat or that you're trying to you're trying to play a game with what you do that just is something that it it ethically i don't like And that's what I I wanted to highlight so badly in interviewing a or not interviewing, but in having you on the show is 
I, like I said in the beginning, I think a lot of people just watch anime and they don't even think about the voices. They just hear it and they're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. But there's so much that goes into it. And it's such a risky business. Yeah. That, I mean, I can only imagine that it's worn on like your psyche and and there's been some really rough times for you. Yeah. But ultimately, hard work and dedication pays off. Yeah. And consistency. Yeah, that's it, the big I mean, thing. Your own, you're your own agent. You're, you're putting yourself out there. You're, you're branding yourself. You're, you're constantly doing things. You have a lot of, you know, work under your belt. And that's, I mean, that's something itself to be proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, commendable. That's what I've heard too, is that like, yeah, you're a voice actor, but you've got all these other skill sets. So you've got your own home office. So you know the technology of how to record, how to edit. Yeah. You know the business side of things. You can market yourself, the entrepreneurship piece. Uh, it sounds like there's at least some legalese knowledge in there too, especially with the uh, DNAs or whatever they're NDA, called. Yeah. That's not yeah. the right uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. NDAs. I always get it mixed up, but like, it, so it's much more. They're, they're, still, the in, they're still integral skill. to the DNA of the business. <laughs> there you so go. Yeah, yeah. It works. <laughs> But yeah, it's oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's more than just this one skill where it's like I I have a radio voice, yeah. I can speak well. It's mm-hmm. all these other things that go into it to kind of stick with that consistency you talked about. Like it's much more than just this one part. Yeah, and even when it comes down to the voice, to go back to as we were talking about, it, it's a thing that to have a. What matters ultimately is the act that I listen to a lot of radio and even it's it's often it's often a critique I get of make it less radio. But this is how I ask my mother to pass the potatoes. No, 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 no. (laughs) Cut that out. They want you to sound natural. They want you to sound believable, especially in modern anime, where the goal is to make it as it's to make it sound natural and organic and. Mm -hmm like these are believable characters mm-hmm. so they want performances just as in many cases brought down and more cinematic and you get some stuff where you get to be full-out cartoony i mean pop team epic is a thing but <laughs> you um it, it's there there is god there's there there is so much that goes into it and although the the fun part is when you get into that booth and you get to play, but there is, it is, it is so necessary to learn the business side of it because otherwise you might be the world's best performer, but no, either no one will see you or you might not know how to connect mm-hmm. with the one to get work. And so- yeah. What would you say to anybody listening to this podcast that really wants to be a voice actor, but doesn't know the first steps, doesn't know what type of commitment it is? What mm-hmm. would you recommend that they do so that they can pursue them, their, their dream, uh, you know, of being able to do that? Yeah. The three things I would say, four things, actually. One master your acting and learn how to solidify your strong acts and strengthen your weak your weak acts there there's always something more that you can do and figure out what will get you cast first 
Second, learn how to run a business because it ain't sexy <laughs> to do taxes and expenses and <laughs> invoices. And even if you might work on a project and it might be, I mean, you, you, you want to get paid for your work and figure out what you want to do, whether it is full press into character work or something else. There are the four things of voiceover that pay the bills. Third, learn tech because it is so rare that an actor gets to record exclusively in someone else's studio. The easiest way to build up your presence is through work that either you create yourself or work that you audition from home. And in many cases, a lot of a lot of the current a lot of the current regularly cast anime talent started out auditioning in small video games, things like Dust and Elysian Tale 10 years ago, which just about everyone who was a player on who was an actor on that game has gone on to have very fruitful careers in the US, Canada, Australia, and otherwise. And the final thing is, is be open to using your creativity where you can. Anime is a lot of fun, and it is a blast when you get to work on it. But build up your characters so that you can act in multiple fields. Because anime, while it is fun, is also one of the toughest, and I'll be real with you, most exclusive markets. It is hard to get into anime. That's not to discourage anyone, but create and do as much as you can so that you're enjoying the art. And then the, the funny thing is, is that it ends up increasing your presence so that you look good to those casting directors who are producing anime. Um, and also think about what market you're in. It, it's more open nowadays. It is still produced in a lot of major markets, Los Angeles, some New York, Funimation, and I was almost forgetting for a second, Sentai in Texas. And there are some new guards that are coming up. Even, I believe, in uh, Germany, they have their own dubbing industry that's quite, that's, that's quite large. So... I feel like there was something else I was going to say with that, but th those are the big things that <laughs> focus on building your business up oh, and mental wellness. Please, please, please find friends in a good circle so that you are actively enjoying creating. Find just a supportive group of friends so that you can create together because it really, it, it becomes a virtuous circle that you create and then they go, hey, what you doing? Let's grab a drink. Let's talk about something that we're doing. Maybe you take a class or an improv session together. And that way you can enjoy your path alongside others. That's awesome. And it, it's, and it, it yeah. is necessary because the anxiety of the business is tremendous. I, I mean, again, with, with COVID going on and all of us being almost exclusively work from home for the last few months, you need to connect or you will yeah. lose your mind. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've like asked every question that I have <laughs> and I, I've had the floor for like a lot of the time. So I'm going to let the other I two. I mean, most of my questions have kind of been answered as we were kind of talking. 
and just kind of going. Yeah, we pretty much yeah. hit mine too. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and I believe that uh, what you were talking about earlier is that Ishida and Asakura. Is that what it is? Is that what? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. No, is it's the guy with like the afro, right? <laughs> yes. It's it's something that is particularly unique because, as far as I know, everyone who produced this is offsite. Really, and. It, it's yes because it, it's happening yeah in in the age of covid and from individuals around the u.s and i believe even i'd have to double check the cast list but i believe a few might be from abroad but um it, it's something in particular that they were able to make a pitch and get the license to a new series and that's, that's kind of the tough thing about licensing is hopefully someone will accept your pitch and go okay we trust that you can handle our yeah. work and that you can afford whatever the license is and then do it justice. And at that point, they'll go, okay, cool. Now we'll look to do something in the future. That We don't talk about that. Uh, that's, 3D that's what Berserk. I was about to say. I was going to say how <laughs> if, if, if all, these, all these people that they just have to go through and all this stuff, how did they get the license for Berserk? How did they do it? <laughs> Every single person along that line said, yes, this is fine. <laughs> Doctor, we, they walk like South Park characters. It kills me inside. I, am aware. I die for every frame that he teeters off. It kills me. I just, can't do it. Just, Something so beautifully drawn and illustrated, and then you get that. I can't. I, I'm going to have aneurysm just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that it's. I guess that even gets into just how anime styles have changed so much over the years, and that that would probably be a topic for another day. Is going from what is fashionable in a particular era, where you might get 2005, where Gonzo is adding nine million textures to Gonkutsuo to the 3D Berserk to um, your Craig McCracken style panning and stalking yeah. over the years. That was such a cool change in uh, style. Oh, I loved it. And, and that's that's that is the most wonderful thing about the medium is that there is always something new and it's just expanding because the market is so huge and something. The beauty of anime, once again, is that taking inspiration from around the world, whether Japanese culture, uh, pick your Western culture of choice or something else. And all of a sudden it's just rolled into this new thing that just, wow. It, suddenly you have the Buddha and Jesus that, who are buds. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that's no. JoJo's. Uh, no, no, actually. It's actually, it's religious it's actually Buddha, it's hilarious. Yeah, because Dingo has explained JoJo's to me. Oh about no, no, you're Jesus talking about you're talking about the vague oh, description. Yeah. So I have this the I call it the vague synopsis <laughs> of Part Seven, and it's basically a, a a gay Italian and a and a paraplegic journey across the race across the United States to find the body of Jesus Christ before the President of the United States, and it's like. 
the most bizarre <laughs> like you hear it and you're like what how is how that is, how is that anyway and then anyone that's read part seven goes yeah that's about right <laughs> oh that's so weird that is called a bizarre yeah. adventure though so <laughs> um yeah <laughs> one thing that i wanted to ask yes and you don't have to do this but how comfortable are you if we ask you to do like an impression of like a popular anime character can you do impressions of certain like Mm. Uh, I I cannot personally do that, but I can invite my double. Hey, dude, could you help out here? <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. Hey there. Uh, so my name's Shep Johnson, and that Michael dude like asked me to come on and do this. So what do you want? <laughs> I want to hear. Can you do Vegeta? Now, <laughs> what which <about>? one? <laughs> Which one? So I'll say something rather interesting about that is that in many cases, some of the character... Okay, this is actually an interesting lesson that a prince of Saiyans can tell you about. Is that terrible impressions in many cases become new characters. (laughs) And then your casting opportunities increased over (laughs) 9,000! Very good. Yeah. All right, Dingo. Dingo, you pick one. Ooh, pick one. Let's see. Dio. Oh yeah, Conan this is the Dio only da- character I know from JoJo's. Dio Brando. Kono <laughs> voice actor. Hmm. How exactly would I do that one? Now, there's a, there actually is a difficult one. So I will be frank. I have yet to see. I have yet to see any of the dubbed version of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So when you mention Dio, my mind thinks back to the yeah. Dreamcast oh, no. video game where everything is just a simple Classics along the lines of that. Not quite giving it my all there because I'm kind of trying to think on my feet and go, hmm. Ah, actually, I had a creator who even used one of his lines just going, I had a creator who threw that in as a gag line from one of the video games. I just said, chef's kiss. We're, we're both JoJo weebs. So it was just, this is going to happen. Dingo is rock hard right now. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the JoJo. Dingo. <laughs> and I have to give Dr. Weeb his one chance. I uh, I really can't think of any anime character. Did you ever play uh, Dark Souls 3? Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not Darn. hardcore enough for Dark Souls. Neither I is him. Like never he's never played it by himself. I, play, I always he play co-op. Because he's a bitch. He can't do it by himself. <laughs> That's fine. Look, I'm I'm not gonna hate the friends I do have played Dark Souls. Uh, the, the one time a friend tried to teach them how to play Dark Souls, the moment they chose their character, he said, "Yeah, you messed up." <laughs> what? Okay. How about this? What's harder, the job of voice acting or Dark Souls? Oh God. Um. 
I'm, I'm going to take an hour to well actually insane. <laughs> oh God, that's that's like. Mm. I mean, I mean that that question is the dark souls exactly. of questions. <laughs> How I heard somebody I say, "What is the best thing that religion ever gave us?" And somebody said, "Japanese boss fights." Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, they're not wrong." <laughs> it is true. It's true. I- I was I was resisting a vine that I think was a very overt homage to part seven going, have you been to church lately? I'm going on Sunday. How about now? I'm going to Sunday. How about now? <laughs> Quite a gem uh, for those of you who uh, enjoy all the in all the awful, wonderful things of the Internet. That's me. <laughs> OK. Can you do a Goku impression? Ah, uh, well. That one I feel, hmm. I've never actually, tr- I'm, I'm going to hold off on that one just because I've never, okay, yeah, I, I, oh God. I, 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 it, All right, how about this? What's your favorite impression mm. that you can do? <laughs> Is it light laughing? Because that's oh, where light, that sounded like. Oh, oh God, my please. God, the light laugh. Uh. <laughs> My favorite one, actually, is one of the inspirations that drew me to voice acting. And it was Long John Baldry as Dr. Robotnik and his way of managing to bring about absolute savoriness in every bit of his speech. That's actually amazing. (laughs) Snooping as usual, I see. One of the inspirational actors that, regrettably, I will never get a chance to meet because of his disappearance in this world far too quickly. But, oh my. It was like butter flowing into my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch! Grounder! Get that hedgehog! And, um, fortunately, something that has been so far out of production that it's just... You know, you can have a little fun with it. But I, I always loved the actors who went too far. <laughs> um, Long John Baldry in Sonic the Hedgehog, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog specifically, a lot of the cast of Reboot, their early inspirations, way before anime was accessible. And, and of course, then you get a series where Reboot satirizes, satirized anime with uh, the game Pantsu Hebi X. Uh, Panty Snake X. Uh, sounds like a Newgrounds <laughs> Flash game. No. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, that was the humor of 2001, yeah. so it was on. It was in the era. <laughs> okay, uh, can you do uh, your best evil laugh? <laughs> <laughs> My best evil laugh. Oh, bless your heart. If you need an evil laugh, I shall give you laughs for days. <laughs> Little did you know the forces you awakened with an evil laugh. Genuinely concerned. Just according to that, Keikaku. That actually makes me think, would you rather play a hero or a villain? 
there's actually an interesting thing a friend used to joke about years ago where I villains. So a lot of the character development that goes into villains is very easily accessible. It, it I, I find it easier yeah. to tap into. And in many cases, the villain gets their the villain gets there. I'm about to get my butt kicked, <laughs> but this is obviously my, my moment monologue. of glory speech. <laughs> my yeah, my my monologue of so and so many sorts. Uh, villains oftentimes get a chance to ham it up, be over the top. That in particular is yeah. fun to play. Heroes tend to have downplayed nuances so and, and and this is super general that in many cases with heroes when you're look when you're looking at them there will be there could be such a complex backstory as the villain but short of the satirical heroes they they're actually interesting to play more nowadays because to play something lower key can be a ch- can be even more of a challenge than over the top because all right you you go over the top just have fun with it let loose yeah. what do you care to do something that is understated that can be a challenge have you seen one punch man the dub yet uh not yet so His i need to dub voice up. actor is like perfect i i can't i was watching a video of it yesterday and just appreciating it and people like oh the dub sucks the dub sucks Honestly, his voice actor, he's just like so bland, which is what the character is supposed to be. Channel that yeah. character. And 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 you'll you'll see that that gets into that interesting thing of localization again of the, the director and probably even the client, the licensor in that case, has said, we want him to be bland. Mm-hmm. And so trying to convey that effect, because you just if you can have someone and just make their audition line okay yeah okay. how do how do you deliver that and that's exactly what saitama is yeah like how does one deliver that and make <laughs> it memorable you know what i mean and that your your entire challenge is just i i don't care i need to just naturally sound like i'm doing a thing okay the less you care the better it is <laughs> beautiful and and that that could be especially was well in that case it's comedically i'm bored and i don't care but you can have projects all over the place where it's i I feel like they're hmm that got me thinking about my mind's going (laughs) in circles so excuse me for just kind of pausing on that one do you ever practice in like the mirror i do and um they're they're especially when it comes to playing around, because you want to play around, and especially when you're developing your character wheelhouse, like I was quite seriously doing with the request for a Vegeta impression, a bad impression is a perfect new character. And in some cases, you might... I, I, I actually, I had one director that was wonderful to take classes with because I ended up being... He was actually someone who was a very strong uh, influence into how I wanted to develop my strongest characters, that I wanted to aim for what was in his wheelhouse. And he would deliberately give me a challenge of every character is so opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge is, is that no, 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 no. You don't get to play the ones that are easy for you. 
I am going to stretch your limits and hold on tight and give me something. Boop, boop, go. That is so cool. Yeah. And um, there are times, especially when I'll get some, especially when some crazier auditions come in where it's just, just go for it. And facial expressions are a big thing. Posture can be a big thing. Uh, Biggest thing is, of course, staying on mic because you don't want to end up off mic and have an issue like that. But um, you play and have fun and go crazy. One of the so many wonderful coaches where it's just like let loose i'm going to give you an absolutely crude reference and now roll with it because this will inform your character your delivery and um yeah it's all just have fun and play with it (laughs) oh that is great that honestly it's it sounds like such a fun thing and it's probably super rewarding when you finally get to see the final work it is. And you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, that's my voice. Do you do you like get weirded out by hearing yourself or no? I used to years ago. And nowadays, especially it, it, a lot of it depends on what the material is. Like there's been projects because anime where I go, I'm not showing my mother this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. The very first ever anime that I did, it had it. it, it because it's anime, it had a lot of content oh. where I went, ooh, that's dark. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll show my mother the paycheck. I will not show my mother the anime. Um, As you're like nervously sitting there while they're watching it, like. <laughs> basically um, and as as time goes on, it is more fun to watch, especially with projects where if it is more there might be something um just about ever i'm i'm sure many actors will say that they'll watch something and think critically going ah, i wish i took that just a smidge differently that wasn't the way that i want to take it which you got to trust the director the director makes the call let them let them do their work they know what they're doing yeah exactly and uh, oh heck what was i saying it's it it is more it is more fun to watch and even see just how things work in the final product. Cause especially if it's something where you have a rare chance to be in an ensemble cast hasn't happened yet in anime, but in other mediums where it's just, when you get to hear that synergy work in the media, just chef's kiss. It is, it's so much fun to watch and just take in that story. That's now not, it's, it's not just what, ever you brought to it but you get to watch everything yeah. together and I, I think this is going to be my last question I swear <laughs> I promise this is my last question you're only allowed one more <laughs> unless you would like more can't wish for more questions <laughs> please um, you must enjoy yourself with whatever you are doing do you ever find your parents like telling people like, yeah, my son is in this cartoon or this aunt. older people tend to call cartoons. So are they ever <laughs> like, oh, this is my son's in that cartoon and they're showing like other friends and stuff. Do they do that kind of stuff or no? I regret that they haven't just because their friend base uh, it now. OK, so it, my if there were. Sadly, anime doesn't have much crossover in my family and their friend circle. Uh, if there were somehow a 
<laughs> I'll be straight up front. If there was somehow a motorcycle focused anime, that would probably be something I could get my dad to watch. <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, but, but I kind of. Well, you're not mm. in Akira, obviously, but. Uh, I was going to say, if I could have. How? I think I, I wasn't born when, a, when a 1988. Was made. Uh, uh, th- uh, I'm like, I, am I accidentally going to age myself? But yes, I could have been in Akira. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. But. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. If there was something more like an easy ride or the anime, that would be something that I could probably have. I could probably Yu-Gi-Oh five Ds. Oh Oh, my god, card games on motorcycles. Getting out of hand. God games on motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a a lot of that. I'll, I'll say that is even one of the wonderful things is a lot of the fan content was inspirational over the years. It's it's always kind of a difficult thing to look at and even some of the early fan content creators Mm -hmm. sadly there is a stigma to what they have created um in many cases that's a case in which the official licensor has deliberately said no no no, we don't like this and it is it's it's one of those sad things because especially individuals who grew up with it and it is it is a legit inspiration just play and goof around and have fun Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that is hopefully not bringing things too far down, no. but how no, no. Yeah, so many wonderful things have come from anime and anime fandom that at least have inspired creation and just having fun with content, especially when you get a chance just to let loose and do a project that's just balls to the wall. So, yeah, ridiculous. something that you love. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, Michael, we really, really appreciate you doing this. This was one, extremely insightful two, super fun. And I just had a blast talking to you. You're just, you're really, really fun to talk to. You're easy to talk to. And I hope you felt the same way with us. Thank you so much noble dr weeb dingo you guys have been an absolute pleasure i've had a blast and i really just thank you so much it's 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 just been fun to talk about everything and anything and yeah thank you is there anything that you want to plug anything that like said you may not be able to say something that you're working on but where can people find you or look you up Yes. So for all of my work, I post on my website at michaelazekas.com or on Twitter at michaelazekas. I am also streaming on Twitch at my username, mihaizetta, M-I-H-A-I-Z-E-T-T-A, and also on Instagram and my one friend who's poking at me to get more involved with TikTok, which is a whole other thing that I'm oh, trying no. to learn how to do. Just another <laughs> platform. Yes. So I, I it's been an yeah, absolute no, pleasure and it. I hope to Loved see having you on a lot of really cool yeah. insights and the, <laughs> great to learn about some of the people that kind of give you those voices that you, you love and 
And there's there's just there's so much fun stuff that goes in this business. And again, we've been able to grow up enjoying it together. So thanks again, guys. And I hope that just I just hope that everything goes wonderfully. And all of you listening, stop by, say hi, follow these guys. And just thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Again, we are all things anime, and this is our typical sign off with Noble and Dr. Weeb. Everybody have a great day and stay safe. All Things Anime is sponsored by the Oracle Network. All content discussed in the show and recording are that of the original owners and creators. Please subscribe to All Things Anime where all podcasts are heard, Spotify, Google, or iTunes. And please remember that all topics and thoughts discussed are simply a discussion. No harm or intent is meant to offend those listening. Remember to support your favorite manga and anime by buying the episodes and chapters legally. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.